This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer We'll go check, Mibo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I am Dylan Hafer, and today I am joined once again by uh, a recurring co-host, uh, a favorite guest of mine. Please welcome Jordana Abraham back to the podcast. Hi. Hi, thanks for having me back. I'm so excited to be here in the middle of what is a very interesting uh, Beverly Hills season. Of course, we are we are uh, reaching a crescendo here with this Aspen trip, and like you said before we started recording, we are finally really getting to the meat of some of these issues that we've seen playing out on social media and happening in the press. And we're in Aspen, uh, you know. Kathy's getting heated. Erica's doing her something. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it, but everybody really has has shown up to Aspen. And I think it's delivering. Yeah, they're ready to go. I feel like everything has been building to this moment. They always do that. I feel like at the beginning of the season, there's like these low level drama things. And then by the time you get to the trip, they everyone kind of breaks. Mm-hmm. So this has been really fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. And this episode, it's kind of all happening in one day in the aftermath of this really, you know, messy night that happened before where Erica was standing her ground very um yeah. I would say yeah. n- not in the mood <laughs> standing her ground in a way that felt unsavory to a lot of people watching it and you know she stormed she stormed out of the rental house and then we find out the next day that late at night when she left she and Diana went and Dorit went back to Kyle's house and packed up her things and then Diana brought them to her hotel for the night, um, like her band of refugees, because she saw that they needed a safe haven. And that's, you know, she's very sensitive to refugees. I'm like, what? what? (laughs) These are these are exactly the kind of, you know, the kind of victims that I'm sure that most people think of when they think of refugees. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I mean, when you're (laughs) when there's a, a woman in a you know, Fendi tracksuit yelling at you. Yeah, while you're wearing seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar earrings. That's this is where you can go. You know, we all we all need a little safety and comfort sometimes. And it is funny this for the first majority of this episode, honestly, how Erica, Dorit, and Diana are this kind of like outcast group in Aspen trying to have their separate day. Like they're going to the exclusive store that only has three locations that Dorit is like, oh, I went to the one in Switzerland. And they're like, you know the brand. And she's like, yes. And then they're going to get pizza together. And it's like they have totally removed themselves from the group in a way that is just like, it's very funny to me to watch them literally like, lock the doors of this clothing store so the other women can't 
Yeah. It's also funny to me that like Kyle, I guess like I, in the beginning of this Aspen trip, I was thinking it was like the mm. privilege to be at Kyle's house. Like, cause she's like basically hosting the trip. So I thought it was like, you know, right. You'd want to be in Kyle's house, but it seems like everyone who's in Kyle's house is leaving Kyle's house. Sort of including her. I mean, her sister hasn't left yet, but it kind of feels Kyle's like house she feels will. like a stressful place to be at least during this particular trip. Mauricio's there. That's it. It doesn't quite make sense. Mm -hmm. There's the dog is there. It's just, it's a little cramped. And then on top of that, the vibes are just not, um, not, you know, a, a carefree vacation kind of setting. I tweeted during the episode last night that it was kind of wild to watch how over at Kyle's house, it's like Kyle and Dorit screaming at each other, <laughs> Erica storming out, Kathy's mad about the tequila, and then they flash to the rental house, and it's like the only drama is that Sutton is taking a long time to get yeah. ready. And, you know, Crystal's laughing, Garcelle's laughing, Cherie's like, I'm ready to go! <laughs> and it's like the... The uh, the tone between these two houses could not be more different. Right. And in that moment, I'm like, I wouldn't want to be at Kyle's house right now. <laughs> no. I mean, is anyone is there anyone in Kyle's house that she's not fighting with besides Mauricio? Um, I, I think I the think answer no. is no. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like trying to make sure I remember everyone who's on this large cast. But I think the answer is no. And it's. It's interesting how Kyle is sort of in the middle of some issues this episode because Kyle is kind of a conflict avoidant mm -hmm. person a lot of the time. She is really good, I think, at stirring up other people's drama and kind of like being yeah. a little messy and then stepping back so she doesn't really get, you know, too much of the brunt of the drama. But her stuff with Dorit this episode was sort of surprisingly you know, mm -hmm. like in your face, like it was very intense and the argument that she had. And I don't know exactly why Kyle was so emotionally attached to all of the ladies I mean, going to Kimosabe, but cl clearly that was a major thing for her. And she really, really felt betrayed and hurt by Dorit going I mean, with listen, Erica. This hot store means a lot to her. There's only a few places probably in us <laughs> in the world where you can buy $600 hats and drink margaritas while you're doing it. So I get it. You know, it's, sent it's kind sentimental. of like breakfast it's scene when they're all getting ready to go there and they can't, you know, yeah. they're, um, you know, not everybody's there. And, and when Kathy goes, well, maybe, well, maybe she's at Wasabi's. <laughs> like, Kathy, I get, I would bet my life that Kathy has been to Kimosabe before. Like <laughs> so she Kathy. knows what it is. Like she's been there. <laughs> Like a hundred percent. I've actually been there. We went, Sammy had her bachelorette in Aspen and we went there then. So it was yes, cool to see it. I, that on. was ringing a bell for me. I was like, I'm sure I've seen Kyle post from here, but I also feel like somebody that I know yes. in real life has been there. It, the whole, the whole like feeling inside that store is so intriguing to me because it's like, is it a bar? Is it a, it, you know it's like an yeah. atelier where they're like making the hats it's uh, there's fire happening there's you know kathy hilton having a meltdown over the tequila like there's just a lot going on and it sort of feels like you're in somebody's cabin and i'm just like claustrophobic totally oh i forgot before we forget it i think rinna is not fighting with kyle and she's in the house right okay yeah 
Yeah, 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 yeah. No, Rinna is, but Rinna then is the one who is kind of, you know, tipping Kathy into the bad place a little bit. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I'm curious to get your take on this tequila situation. So they're at... They're at Kimasabi. I almost said wasabis again because now <laughs> Kathy Olden has gotten inside my it's brain. Renamed it. But they're they're at Kimasabi and Kathy, we see a lot of the editors are doing the work for us to remind us mm-hmm. that Kathy has been very extra about this tequila. We see like five different times that she's brought it up. She's given it to somebody. She's made a speech about it. She's noted, you know, where it is. It, she I mean, all of these women promote their brands. I don't have a problem with that at all. But it does seem like maybe she's been, Mm -hmm. she hasn't been as artful with the way that she's working in her promo. She's just kind of like saying it every time she's on camera. It doesn't feel organic. Yeah, they're going to have some tequila. And (laughs) Kathy immediately is like, oh, they have my tequila here. Did you see they have my tequila here? Oh, they have my tequila. And it's like... uh, I think Brenna rightly points out that it's like, yeah, like, of course they right. have your tequila here. I'm sure you made sure of that. You placed it there. Right. Yeah. This <laughs> seems like her whole arc was this tequila, but clear. I feel like she was sent on a mission by like Nikki and whoever else in the family is invested in it. Like if you're going to go, you're going to like, like, it'll be great. This tequila in front of America. Exactly. And I don't even know the name. What's the name? I don't even remember the name. Casa del Sol. Okay, this was a better ad for 818 than it was for Casa del Sol. I they know. said that more and more times. I know, the Kendall Jenner tequila behavior here. Because I, I saw some chatter online about how Lisa didn't do mm-hmm. anything wrong. And it was, you know, Kathy. It, there's kind of mixed reactions to who was kind of at fault in this situation. And for me, I feel like Lisa Rinna didn't do anything like so horrible in a you know, real life context, but it was pretty 
in Kathy's face, how she was like, I want to try the 818. My friend Kendall has tequila. And then like, like right. it felt very unnecessary yeah. in that moment and kind of deliberately trying to rain on Kathy's parade to me. I agree. Also, Kat, Rinna is not friends with Kendall Jenner. It's not like they're so close that Kendall would be like, I can't believe you didn't order my tequila on your trip on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Like, I don't, I do not believe that they speak or that they are actually friends. Maybe they've spoken once. Um, I don't fully believe that, like, we're, it, to me, it's almost just like annoying that she said it because it's just so social climbing to be like, should I have my friend Kathy Hilton's tequila or my friend uh, Kendall Jenner's tequila? It was very like, oh, I'm just trying to show that I have a lot of very famous, very high profile, very rich friends. Absolutely. Somebody on Instagram did did the work to verify that Kendall Jenner does not follow Lisa Rinna on Instagram. Which... They're such good friends, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would... But Kathy Hilton is also friends with Chris. And like... It's a whole, it's one community. So I think it's like nobody is, yeah. nobody's saying that you should only drink Casa del Sol tequila for the rest of your life. And if you don't, then that's a big fuck you to Kathy. But it's like, she was literally just talking about how they have her tequila there. And right. then you don't even, you don't even go up and be like, oh, can I just get a tequila soda? Whatever tequila is she fine. She specifically asks for it. Right. right. And so that I thought was a little bit, shit story from Rinna. Like, I think she kind mm -hmm. of wanted to make a point of it. But then the way that Kathy reacts, it really is a, a different shade of Kathy Version. than we have seen yet on this show. And I think it's maybe one of the first times that Kathy has kind of, I don't know if slipped up is too strong of a word, but it's like, we, Kathy in that moment was not thinking about Kathy Hilton on camera. Kathy was reacting, I think, in a really authentic way for her, which I think it says a lot that it's taken this long for us to see that side of her because I think that is a real side of Kathy. Totally. I mean, I, it really, it makes, because I think in the last season that Kathy was in, you're kind of like, I don't understand how she and Kyle could have these long standing feuds where they don't talk to each other for like months or years at a time. Like they, Kathy seems so harmless. So, you know, like a little clueless. And then here, once you get like a glimpse of it, you're like, it's starting to actually make a lot of sense. Um, cause there's this other side to her. Right. And with, so if yeah. something as kind of base level as ordering the other tequila is enough to really, get Kathy in this place of not even just like, well, that was a shitty thing to do, but like, I'm so angry. I don't want to be here. I'm leaving. This is bullshit. All of this, you know, it's a very like, she's kind of seeing red mm -hmm. and having this full body feeling where she can't, she can't deal with that anymore. And yeah. if that's happening over 818 tequila, then when you think about a situation like Kyle doing the TV show based on their mom, and if yeah. Kathy felt like she was, you know, disrespected or wronged in that scenario, it is kind of easy to see how that might spiral into something that was becomes a big feud. And I don't know if we would ever see that level of something on the show. I kind of think they wouldn't let that trickle into how Kathy is on Housewives. But like, you can sort of see the the groundwork for how that would be a thing. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that, you know, it seems like 
the first tequila incident or maybe the tequila incident from the night before even mm. where she's trying to pedal it and Kyle's not really pushing it for her and then Kyle doesn't say anything to Rena. It seems like the seed has been planted for this anger and it's interesting just like in a psychological way to see because obviously we don't see the unseen footage from whatever the fight is they have while they're out but clearly like Kathy was brewing all day and it was kind of seeping into her and I'm you know, I'm not surprised that some that something explosive happened. I do wish we got to see it though. Right at the <laughs> at the Caribou Club. <laughs> yes. Um, right, because we see the scene later in the house where it's you know Kyle and Rinna are talking about everything that's gone down, and then Kathy kind of wanders into the kitchen and is seems to be not that upset about what happened before, and like is mm-hmm. even though I, it's in the back of her head. It's in the back. If someone hurt my feelings, I think I would leave. And it's like, oh, really? You think you would? I I think you would, too. But she's not kind of actively mad about it. But I think you're right that it is the scene has kind of been set. And sometimes when somebody kind of like gets you in that zone of anger, it can go back down to a more simmering level. But then it doesn't take you as much the next time to get you really high. And that's the beauty or the bad thing, depending on how you're looking at it, of these trips (laughs) is that it's not like usual when you get a dinner and then you can go home and stew and then you, Mm -hmm. you know, have a few days off here. It's like the whole weekend, the whole day. So it's like you're seeing the person who annoyed you this morning, this afternoon, and then you're seeing them again this this evening. And I do ahead because you can't really like compartmentalize your feelings for that long. Totally. And I think to that point, as much as I don't like the stuff that Erica has been saying or agree with her behavior, I understood why she kind of needed to remove herself from the group for most of that day, because I think she had she got so hot the night before and everyone in the group was kind of recognizing that she's saying stuff that she might regret and she's clearly, you know, not in a good headspace right now. And so I kind of uh, I'm aligned with her decision to skip kimosabe and breakfast and whatever, because it's like you need to kind of give yourself that moment to right. cool down and be like, okay, next time I'm with these women, how am I going to approach it? Um, <laughs> that being said, I don't know if when she goes to dinner, I don't know if she really does approach it the, the way that I would suggest, but... <laughs> Well, she she starts off sort of okay with mm-hmm. Kyle, where she's like sort of apologizing, but not really. Um, or trying to trying to she's coming in less yes. hot, at least in that interaction, and kind of she shows that she wants to make amends in in some way. And I mean, Erica's such a it's like obviously I think the whole world knows that she's wrong in her approach to how she's seeing the victims or how she sees herself as completely separate or having nothing to do with it and really having very low empathy, very low sympathy for anyone in that situation, refusing to like acknowledge somewhat of her, any part of a role or any part of a connection to that. And I understand it's like the legal part of it. This is film. This is televised for her to say, yeah, the, um, you know, it was terrible what happened to the victims is almost like admitting that there was a crime committed and maybe she's legally not supposed to say that but in she comes in so aggressively i could i would almost understand if she were like listen i really can't talk about this like 
I see what you're saying. I see why you want me to talk about it. I can't really say anything. Anything I say is going to be very scrutinized and I just can't legally, like it's just going to be really bad for me legally to comment on any of this. Um, And then behind, again, off camera, she could tell, she could have that attitude to her friends. Um, But I don't understand why she's coming in so aggressively and so angry and refusing to acknowledge anything. And the earring thing just seems like, again, she's like, if you're by wearing the earrings, you're flaunting what, like, you're you're shoving it in people's faces that you don't mm-hmm. care. Where I don't think she, I agree that she doesn't care. But <laughs> if she had any tact, she could right. at least pretend to care, or not, or not even pretend to care. Pretend to have some sense of what people of of acknowledgement of what people think by wearing these. These earrings, I don't get it. Big old diamonds, Jordana. I don't get it. She's like trying. Earrings. Yeah, I think, earrings, you're, she's trying. I think yeah. you're spot on with kind of wondering <laughs> why she even agrees to talk about it on camera at all. And it, I do think more than half of this group, if she said, guys, for the rest of the season, I can't discuss this on camera, I think most of these women would back off. kind of be okay with that. Or yeah. yeah, back off at least to a degree. And so it's kind of... It shouldn't be, it's not surprising, but it feels shocking that kind of episode after episode, she's choosing to engage with it, but in a way that feels so callous and so kind of tone deaf for how it's going to be received. And like you said, it is filmed, it's on TV, this is being seen by millions of people, including people I'm sure that are involved with the case and, you know, involved with kind of deciding how hard they want to go at her. And it's just like, however she actually feels, however much she feels like she can't take responsibility or admit to things or whatever, it's like, just on an optics level, it's like, Shut, shut up. Yeah. Like, just, just, right. just, just stop it. And, th- but the, on the flip side though, I think it's hard because she doesn't want to take any accountability or imply that she was involved in any way, which I understand. But then the second there is something that she sees as good news for herself, like there's this Chicago. She wants to talk about it all the time. Yeah. She's like, she's, she hasn't even seen the other women. She and Dorit and Diana are sitting at breakfast and she's like, None of these other bitches have talked about it. And it's like, you haven't seen them. You haven't even been with the group. And she's like, let's see if they bring up my victory. And it's like, I I first of all was... She's missing the point. She's yeah. missing the point completely. And I was very glad that Crystal kind of spoke up on that. Because the second Erica started talking about it, I was like, wait, wasn't this the mm-hmm. one where they dropped it in Illinois? But they mostly just dropped it in Illinois so they could refile it in California. And so I was... I was very glad that Crystal brought that up, that she's like, okay, like you had a good day, but like this isn't a real win for you. And the fact that you're so focused on celebrating it as if it is some kind of exoneration of you having anything to do with it, it it kind of even highlights more how little empathy you have for the actual victims because you're like, right. you got one inch of the whole race and you're like, you know, waving the flag and being like, everybody throw me a party. And it's like, no, that's, there's still a whole tapestry happening and it could still turn out really bad for you. And it already has turned out really bad for all of these people. So, you know, we, 
we're not going to have a party. Just don't be so giddy. Right. And the fact that she's like so unwilling to focus on the victims, but so, so quick to celebrate her one tiny, tiny little maybe victory. It's like, well, we, she, she's right that she only cares about herself. I, she's not, she's not being disingenuous about that. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And I feel like it's, I mean, even if she were to say, listen, I can't, you know, there's there, the case hasn't been done yet. We don't know like all the facts about everything that happened, but if this is something that Tom did, or if this is something that the firm did, this is awful. I feel terrible. Mm -hmm. If, if, even if she just said, if yeah, like again, because I get by saying this happened, they could play that in a courtroom. And so, you know, she's admitting that it happened, but she, the, if to me is like, why not just say, if it happened, it's terrible. Yeah, I do think on she was on Watch What Happens Live last night virtually, which I don't know why why it's virtual, whatever. But um, she, I think, did make it a tiny bit better when they were doing like the Do You Regret mm-hmm. It game, and um, he asked her about one of the specific things she had said about only caring about herself, and she was like, "Yeah, I wish I had phrased that differently." And uh, see, even that makes it feel like you at least are a little bit cognizant of how you're coming off. And I think, obviously, I don't think she is, (laughs) she didn't fully like write the ship with that one little admission that she wished she had phrased it differently. But like, it's nice to know that there is somebody watching the show who can like, be like, oh yeah, that seemed a little harsh. Cause that has been missing. I think the last few weeks and the way she reacts on social media having any kind of three-dimensional response to watching what she's doing on the show. Yeah. Well, it's very interesting, I think, to watch. And almost just like on a, apart from these actual women, like their reactions to this is who their friend is, right? So Erica is who she is. She's Mm -hmm. not pretending to be someone she's not at this point. And what she is seems like kind of a shitty person. Right. Or she's coming off that way to, to, to the extent that I think anyone can see it. And so it's interesting to see how people play that into their lives, because if you have a friend who does something bad, like what is the right answer? I don't think there's like a right or wrong answer to her, how you're supposed to react. But some people would say, oh, I can't be friends with someone like that. Some people would say like, OK, like I'm choosing to choose the parts of her that I like and and choosing to kind of just not interact with the parts that I don't. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really sure what the right way to view a friendship. I'm trying to think if I had a friend who did something really immoral, what would be what would be my reaction? So I think it's really interesting to see that. It is a tricky thing. And I think you're right that there is no one correct answer and every situation is different. Every friendship is different. I, going down that line of thinking, I thought the conversation that, Crystal and Dorit had because I think Crystal really we see more than more than maybe ever these last couple episodes she really is struggling with the way that Erica is responding to all of this and the things that she's saying and the way that she's acting and when she's kind of questioning Dorit's you know treatment of Erica saying this is tough for me because I have kind of a code of values that I like to live my life by. And I like to surround myself with people that I feel like are in line with those, that way of thinking as well. And the fact that Dorit has essentially dropped everything on this trip to be Erica's handler when 
it 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 does feel like Dorit has kind of right. chosen a side that maybe she hadn't really had to choose before. And I mean, this entire episode, basically, she is on Erica duty. And, you know, when Kyle, when she and Kyle are having their, having it out at the yeah. house and Kyle's like, well, I'm really hurt by what you did. Like, I, I know that Erica's hurt, but like, I'm very hurt and we're good friends. And Dorit's like, well, you have five girls and Erica, Erica doesn't have anybody else. And I, it's tough because it's like, first of all, Erica has Diana, you know, whatever that is worth. But it's like, but sometimes you have to step back and think like, because of how this person has acted and what they've been saying and how they're coming across, do they deserve to have me on their team right now? And do they deserve to have anyone on their team right now? Maybe she needs to go have a day where she's like, fuck, I really messed up. And now I have nobody. I'm on an island. And whether or not you think that's what should have happened, I think Dorit is kind of clearly being like, well, I don't want I don't want her to be alone. I care more about her as my friend than I do about the negative sides of what she was saying. And I think seeing Kyle and Crystal kind of grapple with that is really interesting. And it it makes them seem kind of more human because I feel like they're going through a lot of the same thought process that we are watching the show. Kyle and the rest of them have been friends, not all the rest of them, but a lot of them have been friends with Erica for longer, right? And so they've seen each other's secrets or their bad parts, or maybe there's something, maybe it's a stronger friendship there. And I think it is probably easier for Crystal to say, this person sucks. Mm -hmm. Why are we not constantly calling out that this person sucks as opposed to someone who's like in it a little deeper um, so I get why there's a difference in reaction to Crystal's discomfort with Erica and, you know, Kyle's discomfort with Erica because it just, yeah, it I think it's not, it's not a coincidence that the people they're, who have been more the most questioning other. of Erica in these last two seasons are Sutton, Gar- but it, it does kind of make you wonder at a certain point, how deep does that loyalty go from these other Fox force women? And at what point? Do you have to look at the behavior and look at the material that you're being given and say, I don't know that this is somebody that still aligns with what I want in a friend. And I think that's where Crystal is kind of trying to Mm -hmm. challenge Dorit to, you know, either, either take a stand or to just own up to the fact that it's like, yeah, I'd rather just be friends with Erica, even if she's like, you know, kind of a heartless person, she's my friend and that's, you know, that's the side I've chosen. And I think it's, it, it makes me kind of excited in a way to see Crystal, like, like bringing that question to the forefront, because I think going in, we've heard that the reunion was super dramatic. It was apparently the first time that they've ever not taken a cast photo at the end because everybody just wanted to like get the fuck out of there. And like going into the reunion, I'm like, okay, is there going to be kind of, um, a shift in the way that these women are seeing Erica and like wanting to be or not wanting to be associated with her. I don't know, but it it certainly seems like this Aspen trip has kind of changed things in a way, definitely for Kyle, maybe, maybe for Rena and Dorit. It's too soon to know, but yeah, I just still don't really get why Dorit felt so strongly that she had to go. Yeah. To and the, I don't, it doesn't it, make sense to me. 
it would be one thing going with her that night or something when it was so heated. But the way the next day that Kyle was like begging her to come to Kimosabe and she just mm-hmm. wouldn't, that it felt like in this moment, Erica's fine. Just leave her and Diana at the cafe or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, clearly it's like not more than a 10 minute walk to get to the other store. Just like go for a little bit. Right. Spring has sprung, and that means it is time for some spring cleaning. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring ones, make sure you are using Ibotta to get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items, from groceries to beauty supplies to toys, so you can make sure you're shopping smarter, not harder, no matter what you are purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of a spring wardrobe refresh, a new warm weather bedding set, or a flight for that summer getaway you've been eyeing. Other apps, they give you points that don't amount to much. But with Ibotta, you just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and you get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including all your favorite grocery stores, Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying by using the code MENTION when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code MENTION. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code MENTION. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. I also think that there's some, I think there's some like, underlying tension between Dorit and Kyle that you kind of see come out Mm -hmm. in a lot of episodes, like they're friends, but I also kind of feel like maybe they don't like each other that much. Actually. I feel like they do a lot of little digs at each other, more Kyle towards Dorit, like in the last episode where Dorit said she was scared of the, of being in the house because like of what happened with her. And Kyle was like, well, I in her, in her confessional, she was like, I think Dorit just like, like likes nice hotels. Yeah. Um, like I do think they're, they're, they almost sometimes seem like frenemies. Like you've seen them over the years. I feel like we've seen them kind of yeah. get into it a lot more than other people. And so I don't know. I feel like there's something in that fight that's underlying. That's not really being spoken about. They've had some speed bumps over the years, definitely. Like um, a couple years ago when like Teddy's retreat was happening and Dorit was like late because of her glam, I think they was. But they had a couple episodes where they were kind of not on great terms and then came back together. And I think I would be curious if PK and and Mauricio weren't such good friends. I'm not sure if Dorit and Kyle would feel kind of this bond of like we're supposed to be sisters and besties and whatever like you think that definitely plays a part in it and I mean this episode they're like screaming at each other in the kitchen and Mauricio is the one who drops in and is like I think we need to cool it down and yeah I'm speaking on behalf of PK like what like right he's like he's basically like don't fuck up this friendship for me like just work it out it's basically because he hasn't he hasn't come in the middle of any he hasn't really been commenting on 
the other right. stuff. Right. Mauricio has been there this whole time, but like we don't really see him getting involved in the Erica stuff or in what whatever happened with Kathy, at least not yet. So it is kind of funny that Dorit and Kyle yelling at each other over Kimosabe is like the moment when he's like, hey, 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 ladies, 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 let's hug it out. Let's have a moment. Yeah. Like, okay, sure. Yeah. I agree. Kyle is like, she's just constantly yeah. crying. She just is cries at every single little, <laughs> I don't know how she has that much energy just for tears. I'm kind of like, everything can't yeah, be that upsetting. It is funny because Kyle has <laughs> been on this show for so long and I feel like she has just, she's been through like more intense stuff. Like all the stuff that happened with Kathy on the show, events on this mm -hmm. show and the way that she's just like, a puddle over Dorit not spending the day with her and or her sister leaving her or, sister. Yeah. It's like, damn, like, are, are you good? Like, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, obviously this trip to Aspen has been dramatic and maybe not what Kyle had in mind, but it's like, yeah, I don't know if we need to be like sobbing multiple times a day. Yeah. It's a lot to me. I just feel like she cries constantly and there's just very little, you would think like you, I agree with what you said. Like, after how many years on the show, you think she'd have a little bit of a thicker skin? Yeah, and it it does kind of make me wonder going into next week's episode. Obviously, we end with these text messages from Rinna to Erica about Kathy having this meltdown when they were in the sprinter van and saying all these horrible things to Kyle. I, it makes me kind of nervous for how Kyle's going to place on this trip. Like Kathy ripping into her in a sprinter van is kind of like really not yeah. what she needs right now <laughs> not gonna go well i have to say the hilton sisters love to have a breakdown yeah. in the sprinter van <laughs> i feel like you see do you remember with rinna do you remember i feel like there was one with there was a few many seasons ago it was like kim having a little bit of a breakdown in the van with with rinna and then rinna yeah. kind of like told everyone well, that and she there was, was like there's on the, the scene death. of when like um it, i think they're on the way to eileen's poker night yes maybe. i think that and was it she's like oh like oh are you like murdery like <laughs> you're giving whatever and it's like okay like i don't know what's happening right now but i'd really like to not be in this car anymore <laughs> yeah the 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 richard sisters need to um not not break down in front of rena because she tells she's yeah. just and, keep it quiet and for so, it some somehow some way rena feels like she has this kind of in to be involved in the sister drama that she's like She's like, well, oh, you yeah. know, I'm going to like w in the even in the trailer for the season, there's that moment of like the her Kyle and Kathy sitting. And it's like, are you like, is Rena like mediating this discussion? Yeah, Cause that seems like like however you feel about Lisa Rena, I don't think she's like a third party objective observer enough to be mediating anybody else's conflict. <laughs> Not at all. She's definitely doesn't she have a new grand grandchild also, Kathy? And we'll, we'll see. Maybe she can bring it back to the reunion for old times sake and <laughs> give it back to Rinna. <sighs> yeah, I don't know how that reun reunion is going to go for Rinna. She they just this week dropped the official schedule and like the supposedly final lineup for BravoCon and of the Beverly Hills cast, Diana and Rinna are not going to be there. So oh, wow. It's Rinna's missing something. I find that shocking. <laughs> um, there is maybe there's an envelope opening across town, and she had to put that instead. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Rinna, Rinna. I think she was she's 
she wasn't ever on the list to be there this year. And she's maybe given some people some different reasons for why there was like a friend of Rosé something. But I feel like BravoCon is one of those things where it's like, if you're a Bravo veteran and you're not there, yeah, that's a conscious choice. Even if there's some other event or some other thing happening, it's like, yeah, this is the Academy Awards of, uh, of Bravo, of, of Real Housewives. You've got to be there. This is the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I mean, obviously looking forward to f- finding out more of what happened um, after the Caribou Club next week. But Jordana, this has been so fun breaking it down with you. Thank you so much for having me. It's always, always so fun to get into this. I hope I come back at some point again this season. Absolutely. Uh, We have a few episodes left, of course, and then the reunion this season. Um, But in the meantime, Jordana, can you tell everyone where they can listen to you and follow you? Thank you. So you can follow me at Jordana Abraham. Um, you can listen to me on the UF podcast, or if you want more, uh, more of a breakdown of interpersonal relationships, both in Real Housewives land and not, you can listen to my podcast Oversharing anywhere you get your podcasts. Amazing. And while you're there, don't forget to rate, review, and follow this show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a Wildberry Splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.